0: All right, Jerica. Rare We here full of fake y'all. We are speaking about wealth taxes. Anything to create for you to be a better version of yourself and your business. So, Drinka, thank you again so much, even though we have some technical difficulties. It's okay. It's all good. It's
1: all good. Life be life.
0: <laughs> Don't it. <laughs> so, we can, we can get back to it. I know we was talking about liability taxes and people not understanding the concept of it and how important it is to pay it early and not in those three months <laughs> right so all right so that's why a lot of people get confused
1: when it's time to um do what is it called extensions and oh i need to do an extension if you are getting a refund you never need to file an extension right because you're not getting penalized it's only the people that owe so we need to pay attention to one our business structure to how we're paying our employees because I'm if I'm paying you under the table, if I'm paying you cash app, if I'm paying you on Zelle, if I'm paying all of you these all these ways is and not having a, a payment processor, then that's going to fall on you as the employer, right? So thinking about for instance like school bus drivers. They mostly get 1099, So, which means at the end of the year, they're not receiving a W-2. They didn't pay taxes all year. They're filing the income that they received. You have to make sure that you're filing your taxes the proper way. If you are spending money out of your own pocket as a 1099 contractor, that's a great thing for you when it comes to taxes. It may not be a great thing so much when it comes to you receiving your money, but when it comes to you paying your taxes, you have to pay attention that you're not receiving a W-2 anymore. You're now a contract the employee. So you have to pay attention to that. Um, especially Another thing is as an employer, um, dealing with your structure, you have to make sure that you're paying quarterly taxes yes. and state level taxes if you sell a product. If you have a product-based business, you're paying taxes on to your state every single year. Um, I'm sorry, every single month. Um, and you're paying federal taxes every single year. So those are the, th- the three levels of legislation when it comes to taxes, definitely quarterly, monthly, and, and federal for state. federal annual.
0: So what states um, do you help people? I help
1: all states. Do you? I help all states, yes. All they have to do is download our free mobile app, which is Carter Capital, P-L-L-C. You'll see my little logos on there um, on the app. And from the app, you can actually put in your information, upload your documents. You can communicate with my our staff. You can book an appointment to have a Zoom meeting like this um, with myself or any of my staff that are trained by me. I literally run my entire training program um, based from either in my office, at my home, wherever I am, literally, I could be at the park. I'm going to pull out that laptop, that hotspot, and get to it because right. I just feel like um, your team is only strong as your, your weakest partner, right? So if I have any right. weak links, Then that can bring the whole team down. So I always have to make sure that I'm pushing strength, pushing wealth behind my team. But definitely download the mobile app if you're interested in any of our services.
0: Wow, that is amazing. And how long have you been in the business um, helping individuals?
1: I've been doing it for nine years. This is coming up on my 10th year this year.
0: Wow. So, um, how could you help someone as far as them building wealth with their business? Because, you know, when you're a self made, business owner, you don't have retirement, you don't have all the benefits that you will get as far as working for a company.
1: So the first thing I look at is the type of business it is. The second thing that I look at is um, what's the end goal, right? Because I already told you earlier, um, as small business as small businesses or entrepreneurs we start off in a hustle mentality so yeah. when you hustling you're not thinking ceo you're just thinking i'm taking everybody i'm marketing to everybody I'm branding myself to everybody and I'm not niching down. I don't know what my focal products are. I don't know what my high ticket items are versus my low ticket items are. I don't know if I'm doing e-commerce or doing service. I'm doing a little bit of both. I really don't want to be doing any of these things, right? And you're just going in whatever direction your business is pulling you in. And that's not what you want to do as an entrepreneur. So what I do in my mentorship program, I bring you all the way back to, to start. And um, we go through with a business plan, because I think another thing is we fail fail as business owners as starting a business and not having a business plan. We do not have business plans. We think it takes too long, but it literally gives you the plan on running your business, right? So I start with the business plan, then I start with the marketing piece, and then I start with the funding, and we continue to grow together, right? So even if it's in a certain amount of weeks that we're working together, or if it's one year. I want you to be able to see your growth as a, not only just a business, but as a business owner. I want you to be able to separate yourself. I want you to say, this is Evet, but this is Life Her Podcast, right? I want you to be yes. able to say, these are two different things, right? I might be a brand, but I'm not Life Her Podcast. That is a brand that, a, a brand that I operate. That is a brand that I'm the CEO of, right? I want you to be able to separate the two. And so I help people in that way. I connect them with um, banks so they can get funding, so they can get bank accounts and become a bankable business, right? Showing the transactions that you need to be qualified for the next level of funding, showing the the, um, bank statements and the transactions that you need to get grants. If you're looking for grants, I also have like a grants playbook that literally has templates inside of it. It gives you a grant list inside of it, tells you exactly Uh what the grants ask for. So just looking through that and taking your time. A lot of people just want this microwave wealth. (laughs) <laughs> they want it to be overnight. It's not going to happen overnight. You have to build it, right? And a lot of times, too, another thing is, as business owners, we don't budget. And so we're not budgeting our way to wealth. We're trying to wake up tomorrow and be wealthy, and then we wind up at a deficit, right? We're looking at the accounts like hey, I had 10,000 yesterday. How I'm only at two thousand? Well, I had a hundred thousand yesterday. How I'm at I had twenty thousand, right? So you have to look at what you're doing, what your habits are, because whatever you do personally is going to go over into your professional life. If you're already a bad spender, if you're already a check the check person in your personal life, you're going to be the same way in your business. And then you're going to be looking for the next out. Oh, I hope PPP come back around. Oh, I hope EIDL come back around. I hope they drop some more money on us. But guess what? Nobody is coming to save you. You have to think about what is your next move? How are you going to pivot in your business? What are your slow seasons? So you know that you know how they say that the ant and the grasshopper and they yeah. put some money on the side, put some food on the side. What you're gonna do in your slow season, right? Because it, nothing nothing matters that happened in your fast season if you cannot carry over through the slow season or through the winter or through the months when you're not having sales or you're not having all of these um people jumping in your inbox for the next deal that you have going on, right? What are your other products and streams in your business? We have to think about that piece, right? We can't just, but listen, let me tell you my mistake that I made. Before I was 100% into Carter Capital, I had a bakery, right? And I did, I was self-taught. I was a self-taught baker. I did not go to school for cooking, any of that, right? I just knew how to cook. And I'm from New Orleans, so we cook good food, period. Yeah. We got the best school, all doing all do somebody else, <laughs>
0: definitely
1: so i just started cooking right and it was like my ends meet thing right i was just like okay it's booming so i'm working on this and i still was in the hustle mindset so i had my taxes going i had my my bakery going i got a building i started a a whole eatery and all of that hire people me and my business partners we rolled it and i was like okay I really don't want to be materially invested to make my money anymore. So I had to find a plan to pivot 100% into Carter Capital, right? So you can have a few different things going on, even if they're doing well, even if their business is successful, it's okay to close one thing down to focus more on another thing. And I think that we don't do that enough. I think we just, oh, no, I have too much pride. I'm not closing my business. What people going to think, what people going to say, Who am I letting down? Listen, you letting yourself down every day that you're not following your dreams and putting 100% every single day.
0: Yeah, that is so true because, you know, when you start something and all that, you know, some people be like, oh, gosh, she ain't last doing that. I knew that, (laughs) you know, and it's a a lot of most of the mindset of being a business owner is not caring what people say. Yes, it's Um, not. To a certain extent, when you have failures, and a lot of people need to understand when you fail in your business, pay attention to what you failed in, so you won't make that same mistake ever again. But it's normal for people to fail Mm -hmm. in their business. It's normal when people lose their business. Mm -hmm. It's just normal. But a lot of it's okay. Just fail forward. Exactly <laughs> Exactly And you know you can always pick up Into the same business Or you could create something new So when people get in the process Of failing in their business um, Of course you, you lose your business mm-hmm. What do they have to do With the IRS And their taxes when they come to that point When they're not able to Go further on To the next year
1: Okay, so you first need to dissolve that business with your state at the state level, the same way you registered your LLC, you will go in and amend and dissolve that business. And then when you go to your IR, your tax forms, whatever, depending on what structure your business is, if you have an LLC, single or multi-member, you're going to file a 1040, which goes on a Schedule C. And you will file it normally, file the losses that you had on that business, file the income that you spent, that you made on that business and all of the expenses, et cetera. Any depreciation or any assets that you sold on this business will need to be reported as well. And then that will be the final year that you file taxes on that company because that that, um, EIN number is no longer registered with the IRS because it's dissolved with the state.
0: Yes. So a lot of times people have a struggle within the first five to 10 years mm-hmm. owning their business. And a lot of times they put into their own funds and go into their own money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you spend their own money. I'm one of those people that I was, was one too. Guess what? Yeah. I was
1: one too for a very long I was <laughs> one
0: of the people that done it and I still do it sometimes. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I do. But um, what are different ways for people to avoid that as far as them having a business plan, getting funding for their business, or even establishing their personal and business credit to be able to get the things that they need to fund their business? Okay, so
1: the first few things that you need to know is when you are looking to get your business funded, it has to be structured properly. I yes. keep saying that because it's it's really it's literally a matter of, okay, you checking off this box, but you really don't have that, right? So for instance, let's go with an LLC. You have an LLC? Yes. So let's use you, for example. You have an LLC. Do you have um, a business phone number? Like not a cell phone number, but a toll-free number. Yes. Okay. So you have a toll-free number. You got your LLC. Um, of course, you have an EIN number. registered with the IRS. Of course, you have a website a domain that you own that shows what your business does, your refund policies, procedures, um, your shipping policies, right? So nobody's not disputing saying, oh, they never shipped my stuff. When your shipping policy clearly says Mm -hmm. processing time, shipping time, right? They're not reading, but that's not your fault. So we have to have those things in place because now you're looking for credit, you're looking for somebody to lend you money, but we have to know that you're responsible and reputable, right? So when they look at, when the creditors are looking at these businesses that are applying for either business credit or funding, they're gonna ask you these questions and it goes back to having that business plan, number one, because the things that you're gonna answer on your grant applications when you're applying for funding is already in your business plan. What is your mission? What is your vision? How are you gonna use these funds if we allow you to um, win these funds? How are you paying taxes on it, right? So literally, gives your, I give you a budgeting sheet within my grants playbook that tells you how to budget out and map out the money that you're seeking funding for. You cannot go sit down at a bank. I cannot come to Yvette and say, Yvette, I need to borrow $200,000 without a plan on I'm going to make this $200,000 back within two months. I'm going to give you $250,000 for the two hundred dollars you gave me within a matter of four to six months. I have a concrete plan and I'm breaking it down that I'm going to flip this money, invest in my employees, invest into some guerrilla market, invest into some billboards, et cetera, et cetera. And my return on investment is going to be 800000 So I'm able to give you interest on top of the 200 that you just let me borrow right so we have to look at it like that right these people don't know us at all all they're doing is looking up our credentials that we're saying that we have on these applications right and yeah. if i look in the computer and you saying you made x amount of dollars and i say okay shoot me your bank statements you should be all good and i see your bank statements and. You have zero transactions coming in or out of this account you're not bankable right because you're you don't have any transactions going on they're not seeing any income coming in they're not seeing any payments going out we don't see any creditors that you owe on here or you know in or out right so just thinking about that
0: it's Felicia in here how's she getting okay <laughs> <here>? <laughs> is she supposed to be in here watching she's watching. Oh, she usually had to watch on the out like okay. on YouTube. <laughs> like wait a minute. But <laughs> well, we can we can keep going felicia you can VIP. <laughs>
1: <laughs> My bad. But yeah, so basically having all of those things in place like having your DUNS number that you get from dnb.com, having your bank accounts I always tell small business owners, even if you're just starting out two days to have three accounts per business, right? Two business checking, one business savings. The two business checkings, one is going to be for income, one is going to be for expenses. The one business savings is for your, like you were saying earlier, full one K, your IRAs, your savings, the investments, the, the trips that you're planning on going on from your business income, right? The, um pop-up shops that you're planning on being in, the brunches and networking events that you're planning on going to or participating in. That's what your savings is for, right? So you have to think about what are you going to do next year? So I know for for me, for example, Invest Fest. that's something that I have to put in my savings because I know I want to go to Invest Fest. I don't want to miss it. Circle of CEOs, I know I don't want to miss it, right? I know I'm not missing Toronto. I'm throwing that, right? So right. things that I know that I want to be at has to be in my budget. So if I got to miss a couple of Sunday brunches, to make this international move for my business that's what i'm gonna do if i have yeah. to put some a percentage on the side of anything that i make from this business into my savings that's what i'm going to do until i get to the level that i understand i can take this out on the side
0: yes because you know um as far as like being a business owner i have a um daycare center as well mm-hmm. oh awesome so like having that girl <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's a lot. That's why like i clients
1: with the daycare.
0: Ooh. Yes. It's a lot that comes with it and people don't understand. Like I had about 25 staff mm-hmm. and, you know, sometimes people don't know the ins and outs as far as you doing the groundwork, as far as the finance portion of it. Right. But that's a lot in liability it it taxes quarterly. And like, people don't understand that how tight, you have to be, especially in your first five to 10 years of yep. running a business. And sometimes you don't even see that income until between those five to 10 years. Listen,
1: I just was telling, I, I think I was on live really. And I was just telling people like, I made it here. Like a lot of people that are just coming up or just um, finding out about me is different because y'all seeing me glow or y'all seeing me on this show and this podcast and this stage and stuff like yes. that. But y'all didn't see all of the years when I was in the library teaching two people. Or y'all didn't see when I was on Zoom and I had 78 people signed up or seven or eight people joining the Zoom when I'm teaching. And then 78 people calling me mid-tax season saying, hey, I missed training, but can you help me now? Right. And I got an office for the clients ready to get their taxes done. But then I have tax preparers that I feel obligated to teach because, of course, they paid me in the past, but they didn't show up. You know what I'm saying? They don't see that. So same thing, similar to your, your daycare experience. People don't see the, the lows or, you know, the woes in business. They just see all of the highlights or all of our great th- moments that we post and we, we brag on. But yeah. we just be fighting with the punches, right? Girl, we just keep on moving.
0: <laughs> you got to because you got you to gotta keep things up as far as your marketing and everything because you are trying to reach that goal where you're going to go and you go, you're, you're legitimate. You are making progress. You showing it. Your, your staff is on point, your business is on point, but you still come through with different complications when you in that, because what I have experienced on a personal level, people will see, you know, what you have and compare it to your business and they don't know how to separate the two. They don't even know that you're still in a process of struggling, but you're trying to keep it. <laughs> every energy. level have a different struggle. Yes, it <laughs> and it does because you know starting a business, you know, it's it's a beautiful thing to see a person mm-hmm. it doing is doing it, making progress and everything, but it's very hurtful. It's it, <laughs> in so many ways because you can have people that you start off with. Um, You could have Oh, an- that, that's the subject right there and, <laughs> Yes, you could have would <laughs> not do everything But the betrayal comes in The jealousy comes in In so many ways And people don't like that you're in the spotlight And you have It's your business You have to be in a spotlight You have to do different Listen, <laughs> <laughs> I could go on and on About ooh. so many things With <laughs> comes to a business But if that person was in your shoes, they probably wouldn't be able to do half of the things that you do. They would have quit a long mm-hmm. time ago. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of things as far as these taxes and keeping everything maintained for your business, it comes with
1: blood, sweat, and tears. It really does. Those long nights eventually pay off. It paid off for me around. See, this is the thing. You have to know what the payoff is for you.
0: Yes, right. different
1: so, levels of payoff. Yes. Yeah. So, is it the is the payoff the money, or is the payoff the impact, or is the payoff the professional and the personal growth that you had, you know, on this journey? Like, what is the payoff for you? Because if you're just chasing money, you're never going to be fulfilled. But if you're chasing something way bigger, way stronger, right? If you know this business has potential to be a multi-million, a or billion, a or trillion-dollar company. Right, that's what you're chasing. You're not chasing the money. You're chasing. I can make this business a trillion, a million, a billion dollar company and sell it. Mm -hmm. That's another form of generational wealth that people don't think about. Right when you build in the business, they just like I'm making all this money for me, my family, straight. But if you die and nobody in your family knows how to keep the business going, they don't know any of your passwords to get in anything. No one signed on to your account. Nobody, you don't have a will in place. You don't have business insurance. You don't have key person insurance, right? Let's talk real well. You don't not have really, a a a, You don't have a nonprofit. You don't have any trust, right? You, you, yes. no one is going to be able to carry on this "quote unquote" legacy that you're building. Yes. So that is so the true. thing You have to really think like it's not just about a freedom number, but what type of freedom legacy are you building? Are you going to pass this business down to your kids and they're still going to have to be workers of this mm-hmm. business? Are they still going to have to go pursue another career because they don't really know how to do this or don't even really want to do this?
0: Yes. And, you know, one of the lucrative things that I've learned in the past, I will say, when pandemic started. What Mm -hmm. I've learned is um, not having such a basic life insurance policy, having Mm -hmm. a whole life insurance policy when you can have a bank of your own.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. and For you to be able to have interest with your money going into that bank and then you accumulate so much Mm -hmm. wealth for yourself and your family. If you get sick tomorrow, you have maybe example, $300,000 of movement for when you Reserve. are very sick mm-hmm. and you're able to have those expenses covered because you yep. paid all of this already. And a lot of people don't know that. And a lot of people, they rather spend money on a Louis bag or something like that instead of actually getting this Simple insurance policy or are paying And everything For you to be able to See everything in the end For you to be able to do things So like I don't know it's just It's it's really sad Honestly it's really sad But (laughs) however we have so many people With valuable information Like yourself that is teaching people The proper way To actually come through On their business so they'd be able to see so much and just sit on their tail when they (laughs) offer. Exactly.
1: The whole reason for us being entrepreneurs is for us to obtain freedom, right? You don't want to work 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, 70 years in your business and can never afford to enjoy the fruits of your labor, right? You don't want to work all the way into your dying day and then your business dies with you. Yes. You have to really sit down and think and really have that uncomfortable conversation with yourself, have that uncomfortable conversation with your family and let them know, hey, if this happens to me, knock on wood, God forbid, whatever you got to say. Right. But if this happens to me, I want things to be in place. This is what how I want things to go. This is how I want my money to be distributed to my children, my spouse, my parents, whomever you're leaving your money to, right? This is how I want. This is who I want to be in charge of my business. If they're not ready or um, qualified, I want them to hire somebody that has these qualifications. You have to get real specific. Just like you have a business plan, you have to have a business contingency plan. Meaning, how will this business continue after the CEO's demise or death? Yes you got to keep a certain amount of stake into your business as well right i know a lot of people have either 100 but if you have a partnership you got to decide is it going to be like 70 30 is it 51 49 what is it going to be and how is that going to affect your business if your partner dies if your spouse Mm -hmm. dies if your business partner dies like how is that going to affect your business how is that going to affect the business contingency Is the partner's family going to try to fight you for the business because they think that the business is making X amount of dollars and the business might have been failing? Yeah, You never know what's really going on until you see someone's books or you see someone's family um, that somebody was a millionaire or billionaire and they're fighting over money with people that had nothing to do with the business because they didn't sit down and write this plan out. So we have to think about those things, especially when we're bringing people on, when we're starting to train people and hire people um, for different positions and roles. And we're showing them things because we think that it's going to help us as the business owner. But these people, like you say, other feelings start to get involved. Things start to get weird. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, well, you teaching me a little bit, but Everybody's still looking for you. Everybody's still calling for you. Everybody still wants you to do their taxes. And I always say, hey, okay, so what are you doing differently for them to want to go with you? That's so. Are funny. you delivering the same service standard that I'm delivering? Are you responsive? Are you communicative to your clients? Are you showing them how you want them to communicate with you? If you don't want them texting you, you need to let them know, hey, Yvette, the best form of communication for me is email. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you can dm me all day but once you become my client you have to email me i'm not just answering dms dm is probably for potential right i don't want to just not answer your question and it might just be a question for clarity or something like that so you need to know how to communicate effectively how to build your team up to communicate effectively if if it requires you to invest in training for your team then invest in training for your team i had someone give me constructive criticism and and told me hey a lot of people just don't teach like you so i would just prefer to go under you and you teach me whatever it is that you need me to learn right and not push me off on somebody else that's on your team because I learn better from you, right? Or you're more hands-on than this person or you're more understanding than this person or whatever the case may be. That feedback is needed, right? Ask your client, is this good? Has everything gone well with you? Hey, did you get my email um, that I asked you about, you know, leaving us a, a remark or a survey, leaving us a review? send us a text message of the new product that you received. If you got some merch from us, send us a selfie with a merch or send us an unboxing video, things like that, just letting them know, hey, oh, oh, I can be a participant in this business. I feel like I'm at home when I go to Carter Capital. I feel like I know everybody. I can call people by name. People know my assistants by name because, oh, I know I get emails from this person all the time. Or oh, I see this person posting on social media all the time. Are you making yourself known? Right. Because if you work at Walgreens and I see you in the Walgreens uniform, I'm going to automatically know you work at Walgreens. But I'm not going to know if you're the friendly cashier at Walgreens or you're the mad pharmacist in the back. Mad because you overloaded with prescriptions that you have to fill in 30 minutes or whatever. Right. I'm not going to know any of that until I actually talk to you or you actually direct me in some way. I'm not going to know any of that just by looking at you or yeah. just my Walgreens saying, hey, this is Yvette. Yeah, hey, this is Drieka. Right. You have to know that you have to build that rapport in order for people to say, I won't hurt.
0: Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't understand like how valuable communication is. And when you express yourself and let a person know how you feel, what Mm -hmm. you want you may get exactly that when you actually let that person know your standards um as far as like you being an accountant i love the fact that you do communicate and let things be clear for your clients to understand and if they don't understand you gonna help them understand (laughs) Yes, (laughs) Yes, especially i i could tell you be on them heavy too (laughs)
1: I'm like, oh, no, I just talked about this. I, listen, we have a podcast that's going to give you like my podcast, is literally like mini masterclasses. You can literally take your notebook out and run it like a series binge listen <laughs> to the podcast. I love podcasts. And that was one of the things that kind of inspired me to just get into it. Because I'm like, I'm so quiet. I got stuff to say. Yeah, and I know some people that got stuff to say too, so I'm going to invite them on and we're going to talk. And that's yes. literally what I did. I, I really didn't have a plan for it. I started picking up the plan later as it went on and I was getting higher, bigger guests. And you know what I'm saying? I'm like, whoa, okay, so I need a plan. Okay. This person <laughs> is asking for questions ahead of time. Some people don't like to wing it. Some people just don't, you know, they like stuff to be in order and organized and the flow and stuff like that. So I had to yes. have that set up for those clients. And then I some people, we can just roll with it. The chemistry is just there, right? Right. So it just depends on the type of person that you're talking to. Like, like I said, communication is key. Some people love to email. Some people like to pick up the phone. So you have to just kind of know your client and build that client avatar up. I want to build a business where I can get on the phone with all of my clients. But if your business grows to a level where you're serving thousands and thousands of clients, you may not be able to pick up the phone for every client, right? So as your business grows, you should be able to grow too and say, okay, it's time to hire somebody specifically for phones. They have to have customer service experience. They have to have um, data entry experience because I want notes, detailed notes on what happened during this conversation, right? Was it good? Did it go left? Did the person disrespect you? I need to know because disrespect is not tolerated over here, right? Um, and so on no end, right? Not from the clients in and not from my employees And I'm going to handle it, right? Right then and there. I'm not going to pick sides. I'm not going to be biased. I'm not going to say, oh, well, I know my employee did. No, just like the big companies, guess what? We record our conversations at the hello. Yes. <laughs> right? So we, we already know that My emails are going through there. There's communication. My phone calls are recorded so I can send you this call and show how you was already irate when you called. Mm -hmm. Or um, I have text message marketing that goes in and out. Clients can text us back and forth. They can enroll in our programs through text. And then, of course, we have our website that explains all of our programs, services, and products. Um, But absolutely, communication is the key. It is. literally i i told my own um, virtual assistants when i first hired them i said please i said this is my pet peeve y'all please do not say okay you on it <clears throat> or you understand something and you don't because i can i can literally stop right here and explain it further or we can do some examples i want to make sure that you have it before saying oh they got it and just throwing work on you mm-hmm. same thing with texas i want to make sure that we have gone through at least 40 to 60 practice returns before you're out in the field with the real software and promoting that you're expert. You're not an expert yet. You just started, you might be registered or certified, but you're not an expert until you've done this enough times that you can articulate it well to your client, no matter the situation. And that's where I am. Even me being an expert, I'm still learning every single day.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) Every single day, I'm like, whoa, okay, that's new. (laughs) that's good though um so so tell me you also help your clients and whomever that Mm will come in you help them with establishing their personal credit and business credit can you let us know about that process
1: absolutely so my personal credit program is a three-month program it's 525 dollars What we do is um, not only just take all of the negative items off, because if I do that, let me explain to you what happens. No credit is bad credit. Bad credit means you're going to be paying higher interest. It means you're going to be denied. You're going to get a whole bunch of inquiries for stuff that you're not getting approved for. Right. So we need to find out what's the root of the problem. Do you have negative items on here? Do you have incorrect items on here that's affecting your credit? Is it just a matter of student loans that you have not paid and have not communicated with the lender and told them, hey, I'm either going through a hardship, I'm not in school anymore, I'm back in school, I don't owe these loans yet. What is it going on in your life that you can communicate with your bank? Because banks, creditors, student loans all have hardship programs. But if you're just the person that's not answering the phone, you ducking and dodging their calls, that's what they're going to take it is, right? You ducking and dodging. Now, the fine print that you don't read on the back of those credit cards or on those applications is we can sue you for this, this debt, we can take you to court. We can put liens on your properties, your houses, whatever, right? You're not reading all of that. you just like, oh, I got approved. Let me sign up. But the moment that you cannot make that minimum payment or the moment that you skip a payment, your credit plummets down. So I'm just basically trying to get you educated on the credit side, not just enroll you in a program. I want to enroll you and make you get your credit because you know the credit uh, limits changed. It goes all the way up to 990. It doesn't stop at 850 anymore. Right. So people are thinking, oh, I got a 600. I'm still good. Well, I got a, seven, a, a 500, 580 or whatever. You know, a lot of lenders and, and realtors say you can get a house with a 580. You can, but you're going to have a higher interest rate. You're not going to qualify for certain programs that higher credit limits do qualify for. So I always just you know, educate people around yes. the different scenarios of why you want a higher credit score. 600 is average now. It's not even good anymore like it used to be, right? On a scale when it was like three something to 850, you were still good at a six because you're like median. Okay. But now you have to be at like a seven or above to even say I have good credit. You know what I'm saying? So I always tell people just think about if you cannot afford to purchase it, do not swipe that credit card for it.
0: That's so true.
1: If you can't afford to purchase it right now today, like I would literally swipe my card today and go pay it off as soon as it stops pending on my um credit card. That's using it responsibly or paying most of it down and leaving a little bit on that so I can show some utilization, right? So yes. just playing that game because it's a paper trail game. Right. So just playing that game of um, making sure that you're able to put money in, uh, swipe the money and, and pay it back responsibly. You know what I'm saying? So just thinking about it that way. And OK, Yvette loaned me two hundred dollars. I'm going to give Yvette two twenty back.
0: Girl, that part
1: within a certain amount of time. So just yeah. leveraging that is what you're doing when it comes to personal credit.
0: Yes, that is so true. So what about business credit? Because, you know, that's it's a difference in that. And a lot of people, sometimes they um, either apply for business credit with their Social Security number. And some of them even apply for business credit with their EIN number.
1: So you can apply for business credit. Now, the only thing I would say is if you have a great personal credit score, you can PG a lot of things for your business and you can leverage it faster. If you're in a struggle level with your personal credit, then you need to make sure that your business is structured in the right way. So meaning you have to have a commercial address, you have to have that LLC, that EIN number, that DUNS number, that website, those policies and procedures, a business address. If if you're a home-based business, making sure you have a virtual address or a commercial address. So if you have an actual storefront or office front, that's a commercial address, right? But if you're at home in your home-based business and you're trying to get that home-based tax deduction and all of those things, you don't want your home address plastered all over the internet where clients can find out where you live, where creditors can find out where you live. You gotta go ahead and secure that virtual address which helps you show up as a corporate entity. Yeah. so You're showing up as a bigger company to them. And they're like, oh, OK, I see life, her podcast headquarters is X, Y, Z. Right. They see your name in lights when they find your business, when they Google your business. Right. Having that Google My Business 411 profile, having a Manta profile, a Yelp profile. Right. Letting people know that they can find you on all of these different platforms. There's reviews here to show that your work and your integrity in your business is You know, valid, right? The validity of your business is there. Just showing people those different things and components of your business. That is what the creditors are looking for. If you are applying for a business credit and you have your social security number on there, you have your home address on there, you have a cell phone number on there, you're most likely going to be declined.
0: Yep. Because Bang.
1: it's all about your business. They don't want to know anything about you unless your business credit has not been established yet. So most of the time people start with what we call net 30s, meaning that you will order something and they give you 30 days to pay it back. So business credit is easier to establish than personal credit. Personal credit, you gotta do the back and forth a little bit sometimes. And if you already messed it up, you gotta come back and try to correct some things, get those old addresses off, dispute some things that you may have paid off and it may still be sitting on your credit. Some things by law may not may not supposed to be on your credit, such as medical bills, right? And there's some laws that protect you as a consumer, but you don't know them. So that's when you hire professionals to help you and come in and change some things or change your situation for you. But definitely business credit is great. There's tiers one through eight. Um, so our, our business credit program is also three months. We literally set up your business credit profile for you. All we ask is that you have your structure already. If you don't have a DUNS number, that's no big deal. We can get the DUNS number as well for you, but it's a 90 day program um, and you pay monthly or you can pay in full, it's completely up to you as the business owner, what your budget says. And we set up all of your net 30 accounts. From net 30, we move you up to tier tier two. We start to get you gas cards. We start to get you approved for SAMs and all of those other things. Or sometimes we'll tell you, okay, you can go into this place and apply. And when you when you do get approved, come back show us the results and things like that. So we do a lot of it on our end, but things that you're able to do, we give you that responsibility and say, "Oh, you bet It's time for you. You've graduated to tier two. Go ahead and apply for that Sam's card." Go ahead and get that floor and decor, that Lowe's, that JCPenney. Um, Now you can go ahead and apply for a corporate apartment and get your Airbnb business started that we talked about a few months ago. Right now you can go ahead and get that biz, that G-Wagon in your business name. Go talk to XYZ at Ben's, right, I'm going to send you literally the plug and say, oh, go ahead, yeah. talk to this person at this um, dealership, whether it's for, or you're trying to get a, a trucking company started. Okay, here's where you need to start your fleet at. Go here and go talk to this person. And we need to set up this, go to the DMV, get your numbers done and all of those things, right? But just literally putting you in the right direction for yeah. the funding and making sure that you're, when you leave our funding program, you have at least 12 to 20 accounts already set up.
0: Yes. So for your business um program that you have, mm-hmm. how much is that one?
1: That one is three thousand dollars. We also have a um business credit accelerator course where I literally walk you through how to fill out the applications and that's only five hundred dollars.
0: Okay, that is amazing because we had a few people asking how much <laughs> did that cost?
1: Yes, <laughs> it's three thousand, so it'll be a thousand a month.
0: Okay. Um, from a lot of people, um, could you share one of the testimonies of individuals? Because I have a lot of business owners that do watch the podcast a lot. Mm-hmm. What are some of the testimonies that you have helped them as far as their business credit and them being able to have lucrative things and making sure everything is in order for their business overall? Because you can't mm-hmm. have a LLC and an EIN and the special <laughs> business care credit tomorrow. You got to have things behind that.
1: Yes. So like I said before, um, making sure that you have um, your things in order as far as, of course, the LLC, if that's your business structure, of course, the EIN number, but also having that toll-free number, also having that um, virtual business address, virtual yes. address, right? And also having um, a bankable business, meaning you have a bank account that you can show. Hey, I'm looking for funding. Here is my income account. I'm not showing you all of the expenses that I spend on this business. I'm showing you my income account, everything, all money in, right? I'm showing you these things. So now when I come to you for funding, I'm like, oh, okay. I see that you have 500,000 that then came in over the past six months. So now you qualify for X amount of following uh of funding, right? I literally had... um a client that DM'd me the other day. And she was like, I need some funding. I literally sent her a list because I know her business. I know her income. I do her bookkeeping monthly. And I say, okay, let me call a bank for you real quick. And I'm going to have the banker to call you, right? her name is Danielle. So I'm like, I'm going to have Danielle call you. I text Danielle. I was like, hey, I have a client. She is a um, hairstylist. She is looking for Um, business funding, maybe around 20 to um, 30,000, right? Mm -hmm. She was like, okay, no problem, Drika, have her call me or do you want to give me her information? It's that simple because I know this person was already ready for funding. I can pick up the phone and use my relationship to vouch for this person and get them like on a fast track to funding, right? Because they know that anybody that I'm sending, they either already got set up through me, um, you know, I set up their LLC. I might be doing a bookkeeping. If they need anything else, they can come to me. They can get the CPA letter or whatever. Right. That they need for me to help them. And also I'm building that relationship with the bank, referring them another client. Right. Another bankable business, a small business, because your bank has programs, too. It's not always about looking on the outside, but your bank has programs. They have if you can't afford or if you're not ready for a credit card, your bank can give you a line of credit. It's just like a credit card. Right. But you're just pulling that money from your line of credit and putting it into your bank account. And you can pay that money back to, you know, through your bank account to your line of credit. Literally, you're just swapping the funds It's like transferring money, but it's building your credit up. And so one of the things that um, my favorite bank is Fidelity and that's here in Louisiana. And so I always tell women to definitely go to Fidelity Bank. Um, especially if you're in Louisiana and get a power account and build that relationship with the bank. They will literally have you on their directory. So if anybody is looking for your services, they can find you on a bank directory. It, they'll have you on their podcast so you can get more exposure for your business. It's things that your bank is out here doing that you're not taking advantage of because you only went to the bank that one time to open your account. You never went back and said, hey, branch manager, this is my goal. I want to open a strip mall. I want to get a suite eventually. I'm working from home right now, but I want a suite next year. Or I want an office location next year. Or I want a commercial space next year. And I know most commercial space either rent for three to five years. If you're not ready and prepared, if you don't have three to five years of income already coming in, you can't say, I'm going to pay next month's rent when I make next month's money. No, right. you have to think about it ahead of time. They're they're coming in the game already letting you know you're going to be here for three to five years if you're coming into this commercial space. So you got to pay attention to what kind of game you want to play. And that goes back again to taxes, because when it comes to purchasing, they're looking at your taxes. And if you're writing everything off, yeah, you can't afford anything. You're appearing that you're broke or you're appearing that your business is broke, basically. So you want to make sure that your business is fundable. So right. if they're asking for taxes, if they're asking for bank statements, you want to be able to show these things and show that your business is fundable or ready for funding. Wow. Girl,
0: you know, you be dropping them gems. <laughs> <laughs> for real, because I was I was watching a lot of your videos on YouTube and I'm sitting here like, man, she is dropping gems and people, you know, it, that's like a person lazy to read a book. Yes. You lazy to lay here and like literally just watch this. You could just chill or wash dishes, watching it cook and listen, you know, listen, Yes, different things. But you drop so many gems to a point. Thank you, you already given out so much information that people literally pay for for a consultation.
1: Yep. Literally, a young lady said, I, I bought my house based off the free gems that you give. I didn't even have to enroll in none of your programs. I didn't have to get on any of your classes. I hopped on every live you you did, and I actually purchased my first home. That's a testimonial. I have clients that started with me from day one that have started their businesses, got their LLCs, got their business credit up and running, and they are still around and building sustainable brands right now. So, you know that what I mean, that's what I'm saying about building wealth. It's not just about getting to the bag. You can get to the bag any day. You can hustle your way to six figures, but to get to seven, you got you need a strategy. You need a reputable clientele. You need clientele that's going to grow with you because right. you don't want to outgrow your clients. And you know everybody talking about the price is the price and the price going up and all of these things. But is your experience going up? Is the value going up? Are you learning new things that you can bring to your community? Do you have the the no like and trust factor can you build the f f o m o right the fear of missing out can, people feel like i'm missing out if i don't come to this person's life? i literally if i don't go live i usually go live on tuesdays and wednesdays but if i don't have a guest sometimes i still go on my own and just go live and just drop some things but most of the time i like to do it with my guests and so if i don't have a guest sometime i just take my break right and so i would have somebody come to my inbox or text me the next day and say man i'm missing your lives but i'm going to catch up on the, the old ones i'm going to re-watch or re-listen yeah, to some seriously. old ones just because i need you to motivate me today i needed to hear from you why you ain't? Come. and that will make me say okay i'm about to do a pop-up live or something like that because people yeah. are really looking because they don't feel like oh did you go live did i miss it are you posting it later they they already are waiting for me to come in and tell them what's the next thing to do what's the next steps what we should be doing um where they should be and after you know step one step two step three so i pride myself on trying to come back and give you to the know. community or uh, i always um even if i invest into a high ticket program or a coach or something i'm bringing it back to my community and letting them know hey did y'all notice y'all like i know we've been talking about this but Mm-mm, pivot yep. we need to start doing this because yep. listen, somebody wealthier than me told me to do this play by play and i'm about to run it with y'all
0: so we have a question someone mm-hmm. said um i thought the key is to write off your business expenses
1: so the key is not to write off your business expenses you can write off, i'm not saying don't write anything off you can write off some things but you don't want to write off so much that your net profit is in the negatives so the key is if you're looking, you, this is your homework too. You can go look at your old tax return from this year, 2021, and look at your Schedule C 1040, which is going to say Profit and Loss Schedule C at the top of that page, and go down to line 31 and make sure that it doesn't have parentheses around it. If that line 31 has parentheses around it, it's showing that your business is having negative income, meaning you made 20000 but you wrote off 80000 right so you're negative sixty thousand meaning this is how you got that refund that you got this is how you are able to get these credits because you're showing that your business is not making money so you can write off things but make sure i usually say use the depreciable assets so for instance if you bought a computer if you bought a new phone if you bought a new car you can write off the tax title and license but the main thing is you're going to take the standard deduction if your itemized deductions is not more than the standard deduction. So for instance if your your standard deduction is let's say 25,000 this year, right? If that's your standard deduction. If you're in if your itemized deductions meaning your uh uniforms, gas, uh inventory, advertising, marketing, tax prep fees, all of those things are not more than that 25,000 of depending on your uh filing status then you're going to use the standard. They're not even going to write off all of those deductions anyway.
0: Mm-hmm. So tell me, um, what is this event that you have coming up soon? I think it's pretty dope that you have a wealth development summit in Toronto.
1: Yes. So let me tell you the history because Listen, my first year doing the World Development Summit, I literally did it because I did a pitch competition, right? And it was literally like, oh, you told me no, I'm about to do it anyway. It was like one of those things. So I did a pitch competition and I didn't really like lose, but I got second place. So I was shooting for $10,000, but I won 2,500. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna take the 2,500, and I'm gonna bootstrap. <laughs> I'm gonna bootstrap the rest, right? So I'm gonna pay, I'm gonna pay the rest of my money for it. So that's what I did. I rented out a huge mansion. I rented out um a charter bus. I had everybody meet up at a remote location, hop on a charter bus. I had booked photographers, videographers, insurance lady, the bank, Fidelity Bank came out. Um I had who else I had myself i had my marketing team iconic minds i had my brand manager at the time i kind um innovative com- campaigns on a panel i had my brand designer like see this backdrop right here she does all of that nice. um, brand. she was there i had um what was i had Duplessis digital was there for the first year i had a whole bunch of people there talking about marketing branding the importance of it Listen, for a startup business, imagine being in a room with all of these people and it's like and all this. It was like information overload. They got three square meals a day. They get left with headshots, professional photos. I told them to bring changing clothes because y'all are going to leave here with professional photos. Y'all going to leave here with your own commercial that you can use and replay and run ads on and make money. I'm literally giving it to you. It was completely free. That year. The next year I said I I inboxed, I text my team. We had a a whole group message. I said, y'all, next year we're taking this thing on the road. So year two was um, Texas and Tennessee. We went to Gatlinburg, Tennessee same concept but we had a a few different speakers there um that year we invited somebody for life insurance because we realized as business owners people are you know ignorant to it we just don't know about it and so i I thought that that was an important component so i invited um Trellis from atlanta lady finance if y'all know about her but she came in and spoke lit the room on fire about life insurance got a couple of people signed up for life insurance got a people a couple of people signed up to even start selling life insurance just from the wealth development summit. Right. And so at that time it wasn't really called a wealth development summit. It was just in the making. We were literally the, the concept was to go to places that start with a T and call it taxes in whatever. So that year it was Texas in Tennessee. Um, and that was like a three day event. We literally rented out the entire hotel had everybody there. I had a makeup team there. I had some lady. We did yoga every morning. Wow. We had nightlife. We, we, we drunk moonshine. We, it was literally lit. <laughs> like we had fun. We learned and then we still turned up. And so the following year we was like, okay. I was like, listen, we're going to continue to take this thing on the road, but we got to go big y'all. Like I I ain't even know, you know, for me, it's just something that's like in me. And I'm like, we got to go big. Y'all down or y'all not? because I'm going to do it regardless, but I just need to know y'all with me. And so they was like, yeah, I'm with you. What are we doing? So I'm like, all right, we're going big. we going to Saloon." So that was this year. We took it to Saloon. That was year three. Um, of course, the same people were on the panel, but I got into Airbnb. And so I started to, um, I invited my Airbnb coach. So we were able to bring our Airbnb coach to Tulum to teach people how to get their own Airbnbs. Left Tulum. Within two weeks, about five to seven people had new Airbnbs. So coming to this event helped you start a whole new stream of income. No matter what you were doing, you started a whole new stream of passive income doing an Airbnb, getting the LLC, getting that website up, getting your, your um, unit listed on all these different platforms, all of that. I'm like, OK, so what else can I add? I um, went to another summit in New Orleans in February of this year. It was called Black Wealth Weekend, and I met um, a government contract employee, well, a government contractor, That's which cool. is uh, Jason White. I don't know if y'all heard of Jason White, but he is the government contractor GOAT. So I'm like, I like what you're talking about. I said, Jason, I'm having an event in Tulum this summer. Would you mind being on a panel? He was like, yes, let me know what to do. We had our meetings, of course, and all of those things. Came to Tulum, taught government contracting on the spot, like literally- Pull your computer out, write this down, go to this link, go to this, go to that, get set up right now and start making this middleman money. So this year it was more about adding um, structure and passive income. So whatever you're doing, perfect that. But you also need to be making income that you're not having to work for. And like I said, in a bakery, I had to work for it. So I'm like, if I was able to move out of the, the realm of having to be materially invested to make six figures, I can do the same thing making passive income, right? And that's what I did. So definitely want to bring that to the forefront. I also invited karita Cloud, which is my scaling coach. Um, she was able to help me scale my business, scale just this part of my business with the the World Development Summit. We were able to look at the profit and loss statements, look at how much we were making, look at if the the, the, um, the prices of the levels needed to go up, look at how much we were paying our panelists, what we were covering for our panelists, and wh- how much was my net profit at the end of the day and things like that. So she was on the stage talking about systems from booking systems, to payment processing systems, to employee, HR, everything, all things systems and scaling. It was her, right? So she took the stage by storm, of course, and then everybody else that was already on the stage from the first previous two years. I gave everybody plaques and let them know our appreciation. I had Goldie come out. Um, Goldie Lambert, she is the uh, owner of Nola Black Wall Street, and she talked about life insurance and social media. I had Doctor Lauren Elise. She's a social media influencer. Um, she has like she sells some of her um, gently used like uh, luxury items and stuff like that on consignment she has like all kind of social media nonprofit stuff that she does as well showed everybody like how to become an influencer how to um work with an influencer and those types of things as well and then i had the numbers law firm which is my lawyers my legal team um which is ryan and osi they're from new york but they are attorneys right they can teach you about business law Right, talking about contracts, talking about trademarks, talking about copyrights things that we don't pay attention to. We just yeah. think about the LLC and the EIN, but yeah. that's not going to get you to vote. Well. <laughs> right, so I definitely wanted to let people. Talk up and close up close and personal with the legal team where you're always afraid or don't want to have that conversation. They broke everything down to you and they were all accessible. Everybody stayed for questions, took pictures. It was just amazing. So this year, um, our panel is a little bit smaller and so is our group. We're only accepting 20 women and 20 men. We have four panelists. Two, three confirmed right now. I'm waiting on one more guy to confirm, but I will announce the speakers. Of course, um, Justin is coming back, Karita is coming back, and because they were most requested. So, Airbnb, right. Justin, Karita Systems and Scaling. And then, of course, myself and my husband talking about wealth and wellness. He's a trainer and also a trucking company owner. So we're going to be talking about some of those things, like how to get in the trucking industry, how to get in the Airbnb industry, how to scale and systemize your business, more government contracts. Um, We're going to bring we're not bringing Jason back, but we're bringing somebody else in the government contracting realm back, and we have two levels. One is just the general admission yeah. ticket level, and then we have the all-inclusive, meaning your flight, your lodging, your stay, your meals, uh, all three days at a conference. Um, it's going to be carnival time out there in Toronto when we go. So we're going to experience that. We're going to go to excursions, of course. Like If you look at, if you just search the the last two years, Texas and Tennessee hashtags on social media, you'll see all of our pictures the red carpet interviews all of those things that wow. we had in place uh if you search texas and saloon hashtag you'll see everything that we did this year like we did atvs we we just get into everything that whatever city or state that we have to go to we, we get into whatever they, whatever they have to offer we did nightlife we had sections it was popping bottles in
0: this really was, cool. it,
1: it got right back up and got on this computer and listened to everybody else on that stage it w- literally was like the trip of a dream it was nothing like just work 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 and just sitting there listening to a conference and then going and explore the city on your own nope we literally had everybody all together we did rooftop parties it was it's so much fun just go look up the hashtags and you'll see everything
0: wow that is amazing <laughs> that was really dope. See you doing it, girl. Thank you you got to tell where your blessings come from, too. It's the <laughs> fact of helping people.
1: It is. It is.
0: Yes. Um. So, can you let people know how to contact you, how to be able to um even become their accountant or okay. help them with business credit, whatever? Because you do a lot <laughs> mm-hmm. to help individuals get further ahead for in their personal life and business. Absolutely. So the best way would be to download our
1: mobile app. We have giveaways uh, throughout the rest of the year going on only exclusively for people who have downloaded our mobile app. Our mobile app is Carter Capital PLLC. It's available on Android and Apple. And I'm going to just show you all what it looks like. Okay. so, of course, my logo is on it. And it's going to ask you for like the disclaimer. Oh, I'm moving away. All right. This is our app. And it's gonna show you if you wanna file your return, if you wanna contact us, book an appointment, or just see our staff, you'll be able to see our lovely staff in their pictures here. And scroll down, you'll see everybody on here that's like my COO, my um, director of operations, my credit operations manager, and so on and so forth. That's one of my assistants, and then everybody else is credit or tax professionals that can actually help you. Another thing on the mobile app is once you click these three lines at the top, you can definitely um, check your where's my refund. So if we filed your taxes, you can go here and check on your refund. Just like on the IRS website, you can check on that. You can submit additional forms on here. You can book any of our, um, you can follow us on social media. Just choose follow Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, whichever you can join our free Facebook group, which is Carter Capital P-L-L-C. It's a Facebook group. We drop gems in that every single day on business, credit, taxes, personal credit, or um just business in general. So we definitely drop gems there every day. If you need are interested in bookkeeping, business credit, or enrolling in our college courses, you can do all of that from the app. If you want to call or text us, you can hit us up at 855-446-5050. If you um, are ready to purchase any merch, books, or anything like that, you can go directly to our website, which is also Carter Capital PLLC.com. So, whichever way is easier for you, you can definitely go about um, getting in contact with us that way. If you just Google Carter Capital PLLC, all of this will still pop up because we, you can Google us, okay? <laughs> so, everything will pop up. Some of my old interviews will pop up, um, my, my bank directory page will pop up with fidelity my website will pop up our mobile app our instagram pages all of those things will pop up and i do have my new website DricaMCarter.com. um it just launched so if you want to work with me as a mentee mentor one-on-one or group you can apply for one-on-one you can just um pay to be in a group and that is fifty dollars a month so if you just want access to me we have courses in our group they have um, professionals experienced professionals come in and talk about certain things that we need such as life insurance such as content such as business insurance taxes credit business credit i drop ebooks and um, files and stuff like that sometimes i drop grant lists in there and then you can just use my grants playbook to apply for the grants that apply to you Tidbit real quick, when you're looking at grants or thinking about applying for grants, make sure that you qualify before just saying, I'm applying for this grant, right? Because they're going to tell you what the qualifications are. Just read that first page before you even waste your time applying for the grant. Because some things you just automatically don't qualify for. Some things is industry specific. So just read before going in and wasting your time to apply for grants.
0: Yes, ma'am. Well, drink a girl we got to keep in contact <laughs> absolutely
1: absolutely this was great event.
0: it was it was great even though instagram was hating on us in the beginning <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't let us be great but um i'm definitely gonna keep in contact with you because um i i'm gonna be starting group classes as well and mm-hmm. the information you provide is phenomenal and a lot of people need to hear it and, right. and need your services <laughs> Absolutely I hear I hear you, it sounds like a, com- uh,
1: a Collaboration coming on
0: Girl, yes Because I, I have a lot going on too As far as like with my businesses And everything, I have like four mm-hmm. and it, it, it's a lot It's <laughs> a lot And it's a lot of information that we have As business owners I've been in it for 14 years now okay. And it's it, It's a lot and congratulations 14 years is good thank, you.
1: <laughs> thank great. you that is amazing people can't make it pace two girl i'm like
0: girl i barely barely. <laughs> <laughs> barely barely what <laughs> and what felt good was that 10th year it it and bring out another side of you
1: man listen I, I know next year gonna be relentless like i i was telling my team in my uh my annual meeting and i said listen this year is about visibility this year is about exclusivity but next year is yes. about relentlessness like
0: Girl.
1: i'm on a mission yes. and anybody that's not with me or not rolling with me, you just gonna have to see me on the other side because now I can't look back. I can't stop. It's something like I just literally can't. I'm always thinking about the next thing. I'm always thinking about the next level. I'm always thinking about how I can help the next person get to the next level with me, right? So yeah, I definitely cannot wait for year 10 and see. Year year 10, we gonna win.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. That's all we gonna do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, have a good night. I know you ready to lay down or be busy, do whatever. I'm literally
1: about to go to a meeting and go eat.
0: <laughs> That's what I'm about to go eat. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. All right, right Drika, have a good night. Good Thank night. You so much Thank much you. Eating.